Hello, everyone, and thanks for coming back to World Forge. World Forge is a podcast by creators and for creators, where we use random prompts to invent just about anything you can imagine. Together, we'll make heroes and villains, ancient monsters and magical cities, and our hope is that we can inspire all the other creators and storytellers out there listening to do the same. So without any further ado, I'm Piper. And I'm Sam. And welcome to World Forge. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of World Forge. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Hey. It, it's been, I feel like, I feel like the last couple episodes we've recorded, it's been, it feels like years since we've been in the studio. I feel like we've been <laughs> all over the place. We've been doing stuff kind of out of sequence, and we've been taking breaks, and we've been, we've been doing all kinds of stuff. Um, we really appreciate the support and the feedback you've given us by the way, on kind of our, our new release schedule a little bit. We've been a little less frequent with these, but there's just been so much going on. Uh, yeah. We, we still love coming at you with these episodes, but we also really appreciate you uh, giving us the 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 time to, <laughs> to not necessarily <laughs> do these every week. Um, because, yeah, you know, life happens, and we really appreciate you understanding that. But you yeah. know what? It's an exciting part of life is when the COVID and uh, the quarantine restrictions finally sort of ebb and uh, Sam and I are able to finally go back to a convention, which is a big part of our lives. Because, I mean, that's where Sam and I met. So um, it's it's happening again. We're going back. Yeah, that's so funny you'd mention that, Piper. Is that somehow (laughs) relevant to this week's episode? Incredibly relevant. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this episode, it's going to be probably a little shorter than usual. But Sam and I are going to be talking about um, conventions and cosplay and role play and how that sort of all ties in together. So. That's what we're talking about today. I think think there's a really interesting intersection between the cosplay and and how we, the cosplay community and how we role play characters. And and if we can kind of take that energy and wrap that up into how we design new characters, right? You know, if, if we look at kind of the cosplay experience, it's generally geared towards saying, hey, here's here's a character that I really care about from a show that, that already exists, from a mm-hmm. show or a video game or a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can use that same sort of inspirational energy and use it to build something ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that's what we kind of want to touch on this episode, I think. Um, Absolutely. Where we get that sort of sort of motivation from and what we can kind of roll that into. So I'm just going to say right off uh, from the from the start of this Um, (laughs) because I feel like we usually share these kind of things at the end of the episode Um, but in case anybody listening didn't know um, my Twitter uh, account my personal one is Piper uh, Art C Um, that's that's me on Twitter I am it's my my mostly cosplay and fan uh, (laughs) fan account so follow me there that's where you can find all of my cosplay updates Um, But I feel like that's kind of important to know as we go forward into this cosplay-centric episode. Um, Sam and I first met, I think, maybe 2011, 2012. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, a yeah. Long, long time ago now at this point. Yeah, yeah. that's how we met. We met at a convention. Um, I was in cosplay. Sam was a photographer. He took my picture. And uh, later, uh, a friend of mine tagged me in one of his posts. And we started talking. Um, but cosplay is very important to us. Uh, I think me, maybe a little more than you. I feel like you're just starting to kind of branch into cosplay. But I'm. it's exciting. I'm very happy for you. I mean, I, I feel like we both have very different kind of ways of connecting to that yeah that world and that community right i mm-hmm. mean i think we both definitely agree cosplay can change the world <laughs> yeah no i i think we both <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> i i think we both have it's had an, a significant impact on both of our lives and i think we we both kind of see like no this is in an important aspect of role play and an important aspect of kind of character creation and i i think this this is going to be a fun one to explore yeah uh, those two different perspectives i think coming together today maybe, is, is going to be a fun thing absolutely maybe we should start by talking about the characters that we will be cosplaying yes. at this upcoming yes, convention absolutely. which is happening um what three days from now yeah something like that yeah so yeah. so we are recording this this is a late recording <laughs> this is a late <laughs> sunday night episode <laughs> last evening last weekend evening before a um uh, a weekend away at Convergence Con Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be playing a couple of characters this yep. weekend that are mm-hmm. big, big deal, important ones to us. I, I'm actually really keen, especially on our mythological Disney related <laughs> characters. I, I think it's a, it touches on something that is, it's kind of an intersection between a lot of things that are interesting to me. Like I'm a big Disney fan, but also I love just, stories and and mythology and i think this sort of universal storytelling concept of Mm -hmm. of mythological characters is interesting so piper i've 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 given enough of a hint here piper please reveal okay who are we playing well okay so day one um we will be playing characters uh from atlantis the disney film um i will be helga Sam will be playing uh, our very own Vinny. Vincenzo. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The demolition expert. And a good <laughs> friend of ours, Aaron, who we have yet to get on the show. Yeah, but we, we talk will, about him constantly. <laughs> we will get him on the show, so help us God. Uh, he will be playing Dr. Sweet. Um, a good friend of ours, uh, Maya, who has been a guest on the show previously, she has she will not be joining us this time around, but she was going to be Arkita. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, we do have a good kind of um, Atlantis group together. We've got a solid foundation. Yes. So Atlantis is what's happening on the first day. And yes. then the second day, uh, I will be uh, a character from one of my favorite shows, which we've referenced here many times, OKKO. Mm-hmm. I will be playing Dynamite Watkins. <laughs> Uh, previous arm wrestling champion, now uh, uh, <laughs> muck wrecking uh, journalist. Muck wrecking journalist. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, and then on our final day, uh, we shall be characters from the classic Disney Hercules film. I will be a female version of Hades, and Sam will be playing uh, Zeus himself, yes, exactly. Rip Torn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love just we get so many opportunities to play so many different characters this weekend, <laughs> right? Like I, I, I love that, you know, like I, I think if we're talking about just like kind of a D and D setting, you get kind of set in one character for so long. I mm-hmm. love the idea of, you know, you get to go to a convention, you get to say, let me 
dust off all of these characters, play everybody in quick succession, like just, <laughs> just bring all of these old hats out of the, the closet and see how many I can wear all at once. Well, if you haven't been watching uh, or following Piper Artsy on Twitter uh, yet, and that's the letter C at the end, um, then maybe you haven't seen, but I've been posting updates of my costumes as I've gone uh, along with creating them and I'm so excited to yeah. wear them in real life yeah. we will post so many pictures uh, once we are finally in these outfits so and, stay tuned and we can probably post some more in progress stuff of, of the, the work that we've been doing in our costumes and the work that we've been doing to kind of sort of build up our own versions of these characters mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing that's really the most exciting to me as <laughs> You know, I, I typically approach this as a photographer, right? Like you are kind of more the cosplay side of this. And yeah. I am more of the, hey, I kind of capture all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my first events that I've really been able to go all out doing a costume. And yeah, I'm so kinda, happy. It's I, actually yeah, happening. <laughs> exactly. And, and kind of explore my own take on a character, right? Yeah. So I think this will be a really fun thing. To get to do, I hope we have the opportunity to share a lot of this on Twitter. So if you guys want to follow our journey, of course, check us out at World Forge Pod on Twitter. But we're gonna do our best to share as much of this as we can. Um, I, I just, I really love this different kind of role playing uh, experience. You know, it, I, I think there's a lot of crossover with the D and D world, and I think this will be a valuable thing to sort of say, hey, look, here's a new venue we can use to to role play and to build characters and to build a foundation for future characters. If we're taking something that that already exists, that we're drawing inspiration from, maybe this Mm -hmm. will become a character that I play someday in a game. Yeah. And so, Sam, you and I kind of talked about this off air, but I thought one thing that would be kind of fun for this subject matter, I want to test you, essentially, on air (laughs) and see if you can name how... If you can name all the characters that I have cosplayed. Dear God. (laughs) So give it your best shot. Uh, We'll see how many you get. And then I will fill in the the ones that you didn't quite uh, remember. But I'm excited to see what you can guess uh, off the top of your head. So it's like a dozen at least, right? Okay. So there you've definitely done. You're about to do Dynamite Watkins. You're Mm -hmm. about to do Hades. Yes. You've done Fink from OKKO. Correct. You've done, let's see, um, it's getting late. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've done Hades. Not yet, but close. Close, (laughs) yes. You've done uh, The Prince of Darkness from Legend. That's a big one for you. Correct, yes. You've done several versions of The Joker. Uh, yep, there was one that I did because a friend of ours, uh, she wanted to do a Playboy bunny version of Harley <laughs> Quinn, and she asked if I would be her Hugh Hefner Joker, yes. and I said, okay, sure, so yes. I did that. <laughs> You've done Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, one of my yes, favorites. Of I'm so faves. proud of that one. Um, you have done, what, what else have you, that, I, I, I've expended all of my immediate memory. Okay, Sam, this is a big test for you. This is the cosplay that oh, I was wearing. Yes, Pim- yes, there, yes, okay, yes, I was going to say, yeah. you have to say that one. That's the one that I was wearing when you yeah. and I met. Yeah. And you've done, again, several versions of Princess Bubblegum. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like the other ones I'm going to fill in real quick, rapid fire. My very first cosplay ever, I did Harley Quinn, but listeners, I know you think to yourself, 
That's cliche. Everyone <laughs> does Harley Quinn. I did Harley Quinn from the animated The Batman version. Not Batman the Animated Series. No, no, no. I the did Batman. The Batman in which she had this awesome design. Look it up. I dare you. Um, I had a friend who made me the hat. It's very cartoony. Anyway. I feel like that's kind of a controversial opinion because I think The Batman has... The Batman is great. Don't even come at me with your controversy theory. No, no, no. The Batman is good. It rocks. So I did Harley Quinn from The Batman. My second one was Frollo because... Yes, of course. I have a weird habit of dressing as the creepy old men that I like. (laughs) So I did Frollo. Uh, You named a few of the other ones that I've done so that I also did Batgirl. Um, I did Dr. Girlfriend. Um, I did Kuranosuke from Princess Jellyfish, which everyone should watch, and Jeremy the Crow, uh, and the others you have mentioned. So, yeah. I feel like I really dropped the ball on these. Oh, Um, no. I mean, you got a lot of them. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, So, thank you for playing this game with me. This has been (laughs) What Cosplays Has Piper Done at Con? Yeah. Yes. I normally have a good memory, but it's late on a Sunday night, and uh, here we are. Um, (laughs) So... All of this is to say, I, I think role play and cosplay are kind of intertwined experiences for us, right? Yes. And you know, if we if we really want to talk about our experiences with kind of one sphere of this, we have to address the other. Oh, totally. You know? um, do Do you feel, Piper, that you've ever kind of drawn from your cosplay experiences when developing characters or or do you ever feel like when you're making a character do you envision like how you would role play them Uh, like if you how how would you build their costume how would you how would you play them in real life if somebody asked you to dress up as them or whatever oh totally well i feel sad that the closest that i've gotten to that and i'm kind of yawning through this (laughs) this this (laughs) sentence but the closest i've gotten to that is when we were doing our kind of campaign with our zoo crew which we've referenced many times yes um i actually brought in a prop for that character when i was playing uh madame willa debara uh, she is someone who I loved the idea that she was so cool that she would be smoking a pipe a lot of the time. <laughs> so I, I bought a pipe off of Amazon and yeah. I just had that as a prop. So that's kind of an element of cosplay that I've yeah. brought into the D&D role play world where I'm like, I need to have this with me so I can try and get into my kind of character zone. And it really helped, honestly. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of, it's a crutch in a nice way where I'm like, yeah, if I yeah. have my prop, it's easier for me to do my British accent and not feel <laughs> weird about it. And I'm like, no, this is something I can just play off of. So that that's kind of how I've brought cosplay into D&D role play. I think it's so nice to have that kind of element of physicality. Yeah. You know, you get to sort of distract yourself with the character mm-hmm. by having this, like, like a prop or a, a tool that you can use to immerse yourself further right um you you don't really have to it's sort of a the distraction that that's i guess kind of the the biggest thing i can use to emphasize it right is totally um if you are focusing on trying to be a character all the time you can get kind of wrapped up in like ah what do they sound like what are they you know who are they what are they like Mm -hmm. if there's some some kind of focal point that you can you can use to distract yourself from that academic aspect of, of cosplay and yeah. role play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think that can help you get into a, a more casual and comfortable mindset. Definitely. Like and I think lot. that's for at least some people, it's an interesting kind of 
question to say, when you're doing cosplay, are you going to try to quote unquote be in character and like talk as that person yeah. and interact as that person? Or are you simply going to be dressed as them, but you are still you. I totally. feel like there are two different personalities there. There have definitely been some characters that I have done in the past where I felt compelled to, like when I did Harley Quinn, for example, she was my first, you know, character that I did. Yeah. And I watched so many episodes with her in them, both of the Batman and also of the original series. And I just kind of, I memorized her lines. I tried to learn her voice because when somebody saw me, I wanted to be able to respond as if I was the character. And so I feel like that is an interesting kind of question to say, is this, you know, the extent that you are going to do? Or yeah. are you just going to be, you know, I'm Piper Cleveland, but I'm dressed as this person. So when someone says, oh, hey, yo, you're Harley Quinn, I'll be like, yeah, man, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, thanks for liking me. Yeah. Well, I feel like we had this experience. I, I did a murder mystery party for my birthday a few years ago. And I remember before, you know, we were kind of, we had curated this like drink menu and we had all these ideas for costumes and we had, you know, we knew who our characters were going to be. And, I remember before all of our guests came, I said, Piper, I think I'm going to do a voice. And you were like, that seems dumb. Don't do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get exhausted by that. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to do it. I, I kind of want to get into it. I think that's like a thing that's going to help me feel more in the moment. And I remember I, I had, you know, our guests showed up and I spent like half an hour hanging out with people. And then, and then you popped into my you know your character wasn't really meant to interact with mine right away and you kind of popped into my my periphery and you had this accent and it was like <laughs> okay all right i you so you stole my idea you stole this good idea that i had you know? but i thought it was interesting that you kind of like slipped into that comfortability you yeah. know like that's a thing that when you kind of prepare your mind to to immerse yourself in that way you can suddenly become really comfortable in a thing that you thought was silly beforehand. You know? No, totally. And yeah. that was a big thing for me about getting into any kind of role play is like, you know, before I played D&D, &D, I was very much of the mindset that I thought I wouldn't like this. This is too weird. It's too yeah. cringe. Like I'm like, ooh, yeah. people doing yeah. voices and characters around a table. I'm like, I don't think I'll like that. I think I'll be uncomfortable. But the more that I played it, the more I'm like, I need to do an accent. Wait, I need an accent <laughs> and a prop. Wait, what if I dressed as my character? Yeah. Like I just got more and more into it. Like it just kind of envelops and like evolves. It's also to pieces of the same thing. And I, and I think it it's, has a lot to do with the the tone that you establish at the table and the level of comfortability that you establish with your players, right? right. That, you know, like some groups you might feel comfortable doing a voice with and some groups you might not. And some groups you might feel comfortable wearing a costume with and some groups mm -hmm. you might not, you know? I mean, oh, totally. those are conversations that you need to have where, hey, do I look dumb wearing a wizard's hat or should <laughs> I wear a wizard's hat every week, you know? Yeah. Well, so I think the interesting kind of crossroads between... Uh, cosplay and D&D uh, roleplay, which we have yet to actually do, but I talk about all yeah. the time with you anyway, whenever we go on a camping trip, <laughs> is 
like whenever Sam and I go out into the wilderness, I'm always like, yo, what if we brought a bunch of our nerd friends with us and we just did like, what if we took D&D into the LARPing sphere? Yeah. Because I've never LARPed before, but I'm like, I kind of really want to do this <laughs> and I really want to try. So I feel like that's the next stage for us of being like, yo, we could combine my love for cosplay and also our love for role play around like the D&D table yeah. and put it into the woods. And yeah. that's what I'm looking <laughs> forward to I, I think that's kind of the natural evolution of the way this goes right is <laughs> you you do it uh in your brain and then you do it on pen and paper and mm-hmm. then you do it in the real world yes you know um, yes. and and the real world means different things for different people but for us it means you know throwing tennis balls that are that deal to lightning damage each every time we hit somebody with them you know that we throw them <laughs> at our friends or whatever uh i i think that's a really really fun kind of um it's the opposite of an abstraction i guess (laughs) like it's turning that abstraction into a real thing like i i love that idea of saying i developed a character now how do we manifest them in in the real world in Mm -hmm. reality yeah um i love that so sam i feel compelled to talk about the fact that um I, i i can't speak for other cosplayers obviously but I feel as if I might be on kind of the um, like the outside uh, or the edge when it comes to this, but oftentimes whenever I choose a character, um, I'm very drawn to. I just pick whatever character I like the most. Yeah. Uh, uh, in in, a in thing. the moment, at right. the moment, yeah. Right, and so oftentimes the characters that I'm drawn to, I can't say why, but I, I like a lot of male characters. And so yeah. I do often female versions of male characters that I like. And kind of that's my approach to cosplay. I adapt those characters to fit kind of my sort of, I don't know, image of them. Yeah. Um, and so, and now you, who I feel are fairly recent to cosplay, <laughs> I I feel you, like... You keep acting like you're like introducing me to this. No, I feel like it's been many years and I've been like, yeah. Sam, do a cosplay with me. And then it just doesn't happen. So now you are, I feel like for the first time, you're making a Zeus character, yeah. but you're yeah. doing your version of it. And yeah. so I think there's something to talk about there of uh, taking a character that you love and saying, here's my take on this. No, that, Okay, fair. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think anytime you're going to do something, so we're specifically talking about the Disney version of, of Zeus and, and you are doing a Hades. Yes. Um, I'm doing a female A female Hades. Hades. Yes. I think anytime you do something like this, there's kind of a, it, it can be like a fun little project to, you know, I can't do a one for one recreation of this cartoonish rip torn version of Zeus. You know, <laughs> you know, torn, like yes. it's always going to be like, uh, I'm kind of a perfectionist, you know, I, I'm someone that if it's not exactly the same, if I don't look just like this weird, big chiseled jaw, like <laughs> giant, big 400 pound man version of Zeus, I'm going to feel like I'm not doing it justice. Right. So what I kind of like is to put my own spin on it and say, if I don't look exactly like him, well, yeah, it's intentional. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've taken this idea and turned it into something that's a little more like realistic or possible to to cosplay right so the zeus that i'm doing is it's more like a kind of your average 
everyday Greek guy, <laughs> but he's he's sort of like a warrior. He's a I've got I've made this like big staff. It's got a lightning bolt at the end. It's kind of like a like a spear that I've put a bunch of Chris. I've got a. Uh, mounted some Christmas lights on the end of it so it, the spear <laughs> glows if I want to stab somebody and I'm I'm gluing some uh, like polyfill so it's like a stick with a lightning bolt with a bunch of like stormy clouds on the end and I'm going to do like dark makeup to look like my face is kind of dark and stormy and and uh, it's not really the Disney version of Zeus but it's clearly Zeus I've mm-hmm. got a, a golden crown of laurels that I've made and I don't know I, I think it it, I'll have enough of the little details. Mm-hmm. I'll have the little emblem with a with a storm cloud on it that it'll really capture that idea and that mood. But I get to put my own spin on it that I'm not going to feel like, oh, I'm falling short of this actual oh, totally. or, original idea. You know, I get to yeah. do all of these things that it, it gets the one side of it that works and then something new that I build upon. See, that's one thing that I think works so well when it comes to group cosplays is when everyone's together, it's easier to kind of identify, you know, you know what you're from and what the look is. Yeah. So I think people will see me as Hades, they'll see you as Zeus, they'll see our friend Haley as Hercules, yeah. and potentially her boyfriend will be a male version of Meg. <laughs> um, but, you know, when the group is all together, it really, it's, it's obvious to yeah. you in the kind of like group mindset. And you're like, oh, wow, I know exactly who you are. And yeah. it draws this whole attention to it. And that makes it all the more fun. And, and I think it's something we talk about all the time with role play is making sure that you have this kind of group dynamic and and comfortability that you all understand what you want in the same way as like a regular tabletop game yeah you need to understand what everybody at the table wants out of the game right you need to understand what you're bringing to the table and what i can bring to the table to kind of support what you're trying to do you know Mm -hmm. um if i'm playing a hades or a zeus or a hercules or a philoctetes or whatever (laughs) how can the character that i'm playing help you role play your character more effectively yeah Um, and i think that's it it seems like a difficult question to answer but i actually think it's really easy you know i Mm -hmm. i I think you just say hey what are you doing cool i i can fill in this gap for you you know what are the things that you can't do on your own i'm here to support you fill a tt's in this yes exactly (laughs) lovely (laughs) wonderful hey Um, rule number 95 uh aim aim yeah sure I, I just I don't know I, I think I think communication and conversation is the most important part of of all role play honestly um, yeah. I think your costume is a conversation with everyone that kind of views it right and I think especially if you are partaking in a group cosplay that is a a social dynamic that you really need to establish beforehand you know mm-hmm. you all are supporting each other you're all creating a story together you're all trying to kind of support each other in in presenting in performing this this idea yeah Um, so sam question for you if money was no option um if you could cosplay any character (laughs) who would you want to become oh man okay i you know i really would love i mean i gotta get my my dark souls chops in here obviously Mm. um i think some of the most beautifully designed characters in all of everything in all of everything Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love artorius of the abyss from dark souls one i think it's such a 
fascinating story and a cool design. Sam, that... painted an audio oh, picture for us. Because right. I don't, I can't picture this character. Okay, so Artorius is a guy who he basically, uh, he he essentially like made a pact with the abyss. He said, we shouldn't, we shouldn't let the darkness into our world, but I will let the darkness into me, the, the dark of the abyss. Mm. I will let it into me so that I can be kind of the gate that the, the evil has to pass through, mm-hmm. essentially, right? I can take it because I'm strong enough. It's it's like the the Batman, like he's the hero. Do it, Quill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take it. He's he's like the Batman, like I'm the, uh, he's the hero that Gotham deserves, not the one we need right now, right? Like he, he can... <laughs> He can handle that. Um, he can be the the gate that keeps the darkness at bay. Um, I think Artorius just has this really cool kind of classic knightly design. Hmm. Um, You'll have to post a, a it, link. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post a picture. There's a lot of really. Yeah. He's a difficult thing to cosplay because when he lets the darkness into him, he kind of grows a little bit larger and a little bit like kind of inhuman. Like he has mm-hmm. this sort of lanky proportion to him. He has one broken arm because um, he had a shield that he like, he dropped when he first fought the darkness. It like broke his arm and he kind of let it go. And now he fights kind of recklessly with this great sword. Um, wh- what's really cool about him is that he has this strange way of moving and this, that the backstory to him that, that, the way that he looks kind of tells the story a little bit. And I, and I think that there's a lot of really interesting kind of role play to that, but he's also, you know, kind of a mute. He doesn't have any dialogue. So you can't really (laughs) say like, well, I'm Artorius and this is what I do. And I let the darkness in and a a cool armored knight from Dark Souls. Um, He, he's the best character in that game. (laughs) Uh, Artorius or the dancer of the Boreal Valley from Dark Souls three. Now that's an answer that I know. Again, has beautiful, this this very like beautiful way of moving. It's like, She's moving like underwater all the time. Like she always Sam, looks like she's so moving in slow motion. You answered it that there might be a lady character yeah. you would do. I no, love totally, that. Totally. There's actually a really, uh, I wish I could think of her name. There's a really great German cosplayer who did a dancer of the Boreal Valley cosplay where she, she has two different swords that like light up in different colors. Ooh. And like when, when they move, there's one that's like fire and one that's darkness that, it, oh, it's so cool. It's like an orange and a purple sword. They have this kind of like glowing like chemtrail basically behind them when they swing. <laughs> um, I love the dancer. The dancer is one of the coolest uh, designs and one of the coolest uh, enemies in any Dark Souls game. That's awesome. The, yeah, the, the sort of slow moving style. They have this really like, like there's a rhythm to the way they move that I so, really love. So Sam, there's a Dark Souls character that I have thought would be really cool to cosplay. Yeah. And help me remember what their name is. It's someone who has this kind of mask and it looks like it has all these points like a star oh, or a sun. Uh, Dark Sun Gwendolyn, yeah. 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 Um, that person. I think it's like a prince so of some kind. the dark sun Gwendolyn is really interesting because Gwendolyn is one of the sons of Gwyn, the Lord of fire mm-hmm. who basically Gwendolyn was raised as a girl because, yes. because they had like an affinity with magic. And in this universe, like magic is kind of like a feminine, it's not a masculine trait. Right. 
Um, and so they said, oh, okay, we'll raise you as a daughter because only like women use magic, which is, you know, I read, it is what it read is. into that what you want, yeah. right? Um, no, I, I kind of love that but, though. But there's this really kind of fascinating like aesthetic to this character that they had, they're, they're male, but they have this kind of feminine quality. elegant and feminine and sort yeah. of beautiful quality to them. There, there's a lot of... That's um, really cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot that... Uh, there's a lot that goes into that that I think is really fascinating. Um, it's an optional boss in Dark Souls One that it's it's basically this like beautifully like gowned character that they're always kind of just out of reach. Their lower half is just snakes. Snakes. Uh, yeah, and they shoot. They're the way they fight you is it's all magic based. There aren't a lot of bosses in the Dark Souls games that are only magic based. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gwendolyn uses purely like magic and archery to fight you which again like those are two things that are kind of looked upon as not really masculine ways of fighting in the dark souls universe and, mm. and I, I think it's such a cool way of explaining that the, the the way they fight is a part of their story yeah right i think that's really really fascinating um i've seen cool art of that character and i've seen cool cosplays yeah. of that character and because I've seen a little bit of gameplay of them, I'm like, yo, I feel like if I could afford this, that would be a rad ass cosplay to do. It's one of the most oh, incredibly so well designed. The, the design, the visual design of this character is just beautiful. Like yeah. Dark Sun Gwendolyn. It's also such a cool thing because so like in Dark Souls 1, there's this like verticality, right? Where... The further down you go, everything gets like darker and more evil. It's like going down into hell. Mm-hmm. And the further up you go, the more it's like, oh, we're ascending towards heaven. And the mm-hmm. highest point of the game is Anorlando. And it's this like heavenly, beautiful uh, kind of the realm of the gods. Everything is like kissed by the sun. And we all are, it's golden and light and beautiful. And it's all like this perfect idyllic place, right? But if you if you get to the end of Anorlando, you can meet uh, Guinevere, who is the daughter of sunlight, and it, it kind of seems like oh, like welcome to this beautiful place. We've we've been waiting for you all along. Finally, you've achieved you know greatness. And if you uh, <laughs> she's like sitting on this like beautiful throne. If you just throw anything at her, you can throw like a throwing knife or a firebomb or whatever it like destroys this illusion. She's not actually there. Mm-hmm. It's just them kind of trying to trick you into thinking like, oh, hey, you've reached the the good place, right? Mm-hmm. But when you do that, when uh, Anorlando, like all the lights go out, basically. It turns into like the dark version of Anorlando and you have to do that before you can fight Gwendolyn. Like Gwendolyn is only in the dark version. He's like waiting there for you behind the curtain, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is such a, a a cool aspect of that story that they're kind of the hidden, like we don't really talk about him. We're kind of ashamed, or we're kind of like, ooh, no, I, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of love that. Yeah, um, it's I, very cool. I like it a lot. My cosplays that I would love to do if I had a million dollars and I could afford them. One is a princess cosplay. Yeah, uh, I would love to be Anastasia. Ooh, okay. uh, from the 20th Century Fox uh, Anastasia yes, animated film. Sure. Uh, she was my favorite princess growing up because she was spunky and she was her own gal. Yeah. Uh, but I would do her like final look at the end with the big ball gown and the beautiful, beautiful. crown and beautiful. all that stuff. The thing is, like a gown like that, 
I could never make it myself. I'd have to commission it. It would be expensive. Yeah, but for sure. But she sure. would be a character I'd love to do. My other one, though, is, and I just got to make sure I'm saying her name right, uh, <laughs> Leela from Vampire Hunter D. Oh, her, cool. Okay. Her, like, red, like, most of it is, like, a skin-tight, like, red spandex suit. The, the giant She's pauldrons. She's got these enormous, yeah. like, shoulder pad things. Oh, my God, yeah. is she so cool. Vampire Hunter D, I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before. It was my first real like step into anime where I yeah. was like, I love anime. I'm a big anime nerd. Yeah. This movie freaking oh, rocks. So Beautiful uh, animation. That that's a good rec room. Uh Vampire Hunter D. The the music by Yoko Kano. Oh uh, my god. The same the artist that did concept art. It's so good. So Just, good. Uh, okay. Also, I would love to be Vampire Hunter D, but that's another level. Yeah. But like, no, being Leela, like that would be incredible. I, I, oh, I if I had a thousand dollars and I could make her outfit, <laughs> you better believe I'd be there. I think the the concept artist was the. Um, uh, it's all that like beautiful watercolor fantasy Japanese it, it's artist the, it's guy. It's the Final Fantasy artist that did yeah. all of the early Final Fantasy. Not not uh, not uh, Tomonobu Itagaki. That's uh, Ninja uh, Ninja Gaiden. Um, I can't think of it. Whatever. Yeah. Either way, I have a floating stickies app on my phone, and those two are forever cosplays that are on my future cosplay list. If I could ever get enough money to make those outfits or commission them, yeah. I would gladly do it. Uh, but that's that's it, on my... It's uh, uh, Yoshitaka Amano yes. is, is the artist. Yeah, if, if that's a great rec room recommendation. You totally go... didn't just Google it. No, no, I definitely <laughs> didn't just Google it. Uh, look up Yoshitaka Amano. The, most of the early Final Fantasy... Early Final Fantasy games. Any Final Fantasy game up until when Kingdom Hearts came out. Uh, Yoshitaka Amano did all of the the concept art and character design for all of them. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's this like mm -hmm. incredible kind of classical Japanese watercolor design. So the, pretty. Oh, it, it's so beautiful. Also, just it. watch Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, yeah. If you're like <laughs> me so and bef and you were like anime is weird, I don't like it. Watch that movie; it'll change your mind. I guarantee it. One hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Piper, we've talked about characters that we love characters yes. that we are cosplaying currently characters that we'd like to cosplay yes is there a character that you have yet to cosplay mm -hmm. that you think would be what what is kind of the distillation of like all of the things that you would that, that you have cosplayed so far mm -hmm. like what is a character you could create based on the cosplay that you've done so I'm drawn to villains. Yes. They're my favorites. Yeah. Because they are eccentric. They have incredible fashion. There's always uh, eyeshadow yes, involved. Absolutely. Whether they're male or female. Um, probably my villain would be a a, a man yeah. because I just love I don't know, their fashion yeah. <laughs> and their their spontaneity. Um, not that women can't have that. You, you of have course. more freedom as a man in a fantasy <laughs> setting, certainly. <laughs> um, they're just I I often do I I, I do dudes. <laughs> dudes are who I'm drawn to. Um so wait, are you asking me to like make up a character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, okay. So Or like, are you asking me to like what is an existing person that I want to do? I guess if we if we think of all of the all of the sort of traits that you and I are drawn to, right? Like, I love a grifter. I love a scam artist. Oh, yeah. You're definitely you, going to be a, a you, scam and scam. Yeah, yeah. You love, like, a big gay man. 
A big gay uh, yeah. man. That's a fair. That's yes, very yes, fair. Yes, yes, yes. I do love a big gay man. What kind of character could we create that would be kind of the perfect cosplay opportunity for you and I as a as a as a couple as um, a a creative team? My character together. needs to be a big flamboyant. <laughs> a, a big gay uh, scammer. No, my my character needs to be a big flamboyant vampire. That's cool. definitely sure. I love that. Okay. Yes, they need to seduce someone and bite on their neck and get everybody horny that's my character that i would have to do yeah okay yeah okay mm-hmm. i think they have to be like yeah like seven and a half feet tall yeah uh, so you're you're sort of a you're a big honeypot oh yeah that's kind of what i'm getting yeah. out of this is like you long need- jet black hair yeah long eyelashes mm-hmm. you think there may be a girl when you first see them but they're like hello and you're like oh i guess you're a man <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, that's my character <laughs> yeah i mean I, I love that i i like the idea of I, like i said i love a scam artist i love somebody who's just trying to like if it's a trick or a convincing someone of one thing whether it's like convincing you that i look like something i'm not or convincing you and in, to buy into a uh, a, a scheme or a scam or an idea or whatever. Um, <laughs> vampires play into that really oh, well, yeah. right? Like vampires always have a motive. So is your character also a vampire or are you I, something else and I'm friends with you? Let's do one together, I think. You, Let, let's say we're both a vampire. Okay, so we're two vampire characters. Yeah. I think that's very fitting for us. Yeah. Um, I have to share a story real quick that, uh, so when the last con that I was at, I did the character Fink, uh, from the animated show uh, OKKO. OK OK yeah. And when Fink is in her turbo mode, uh, she has these very sharp pointy teeth. So I got these kind of fangs that I put in and I could not for the life of me affix them to my teeth. I just, <laughs> I don't know, there's too much spit. I couldn't get my mouth dry enough <laughs> to like really apply them. So they got very loose and at one point while we were at the con, they were like on the verge of falling out and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I ran into the bathroom and there was a big line to like actually use the yeah, stalls and the toilets but certainly. i just went up to the sink and i just spat my loose tooth into my hand <laughs> and then i looked over my shoulder at these people who were all just standing there looking at me and i'm like it's a fake tooth i did not just spit out a tooth all, all i the, promise like, random businessmen who are like i'm at i'm just at this hotel i'm here from new york i'm trying to stay here for businessmen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was in the man's bathroom <laughs> no it was all these random cosplay girls yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just spat my tooth out and I'm like, no, it's fine. It's, it's fake. In case you were wondering, I'm not just a person with rotten teeth. (laughs) So yeah, still have to learn the art of a, of fixing vampire teeth to my, for sure. My human. Something we're all working on at this point. Um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I, I felt like I had a direction I was trying to push us with this, but honestly, I'm just. I'm exhausted. I think this is good. We just go have to simply yet. say we would create vampires <laughs> and that's good enough. Although, um, so last night Sam and I watched uh, the outlaw Jesse Wales. The, yeah, the outlaw Josie Wales. Josie Wales. Yeah, yeah. And I said to Sam, I was like, Sam, when we have enough money, I want us to just create uh, cowboy characters yeah. that we can just wear bomb ass legitimate cowboy costumes yeah. to a convention to a ren fair will be to those whatever, people yeah, yeah. and to, to the store to the grocery store to buy right. groceries yeah. and I'm like it's gotta be all legit I want freaking spurs <laughs> I want a big duster I want yeah. a Stetson want made a just for my head yeah. right so when we walk in see, people will be like what are you from and we'll be like 
fuck off. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're ourselves. We're doing our own thing. I'm from real life. What yeah. do you want? Yeah. No, I'm my own yeah. character. Um, yeah. Sam the outlaw. So I guess, like, <laughs> again, I don't really know how to explain that. We're just... <laughs> We just role play in your lives every chance you get. Yeah. Uh, I think that's our recommendation this week. That's our that's our rec room is go to a con, go to, I don't know, your basement to watch a movie and find a way to, to bring that into your real life. Exactly. Um, get out of your shell, dress up. It's yeah. really fun to do so. Exactly. It helps you really embody a character. When I started D&D, I was very skeptical. I was like... This is lame. I don't want to do voices. I don't want to do costumes. And then I got into it just a little bit. And I was like, wait, I need to develop an accent. I need to dress up as my character. I need a prop. It just helps you really like kind of embody that person. So just if you haven't done that before, give it a try. It's really fun. Try and think of all the ways you could physically like incorporate your kind of how do you translate this character into your reality right you know what does your character say about you how would you role play or cosplay any character that you're playing right now right Mm -hmm. if you're playing like a you know a furbolg druid or whatever what is what do they look like what do they wear what who are they where are they why are they you know ask these questions yeah you know I, I'm, I'm do too a tired Star Wars to justify and say, this further, yeah. <laughs> do a Star Wars and say, where did they get that vest? Exactly. You know, why is it important to them? Exactly. Yeah, think about those things. I think these are valuable questions to ask ourselves, and I think they can kind of help us dig a little bit deeper into the characters that we're trying to play, even if we aren't actually going to go cosplay them ever. Like, you know, thinking about what do they look like? who, What do they act like? Right. What would I have to do to get into the head of this character? Well, exactly. That can be a really valuable exercise. Yeah. Um, and that's as far as I'm going to go. My exhausted, tired Sunday night self uh, <laughs> cannot really go much further into justifying this episode of I this would podcast. Just, I would end too by saying as a longtime cosplayer... If you've never tried it and you want to... First time, uh, first time caller, longtime cosplayer... <laughs> Do it. Just do it. Dress up. If you enjoy Halloween, that's what cosplay is. Yes. You know, that's yes. bring that into your role play, into your D&D, you know, just dress up as somebody and it's fun to walk around in someone else's shoes. Absolutely. It's very freeing and give it a shot and then tweet us and email us uh, and tell us, you know, how your experience was and how much Absolutely. you liked it or how much you hated it. And we'll love to talk to you about why. And we will definitely uh, share our cosplay experience from from this coming weekend. We're we're going to Convergence Con in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. uh, A a con that we've been going to for many, many years, like 15 years or something like that. Um, We'll show you pictures of our cosplay. We'll show you pictures of us partying and having a good time responsibly, of course. Uh, (laughs) But uh, if you have cosplay that you're working on, if you have props that you're working on, if you have stories that you're trying to tell through cosplay or through role play or whatever, send them our way. We would love to help just kind of workshop things, help you go through ideas, help you tell stories in in a bigger and better way. Absolutely. And if you are more cosplay inclined than you are D&D, be sure to follow me on Twitter. For sure. Uh, my I am at Piper Art C. That is the letter C. Yes. Um, you can also find me on Instagram where I post a lot of my updates of my cosplays. Uh, it's just my full name. It's just at Piper Cleveland. Uh, that is spelled C-L-E-A-V-E-L-A-N-D. Absolutely. Not like the city. 
uh, yeah, follow me, guys. I know you're all about yes. World Forge, but Piper C, <laughs> she's up to some cool shit, some nerd yes. shit. Yeah, but if, if you, you like cosplay, follow me. Of course. Uh, <laughs> if you do want to follow more of us, uh, however, God, I, I feel so exhausted. This is such a mess of an episode. If you want to follow more World Forge, you're already following us. We're you're listening to us right now. If you're an hour and a half into this, if you're if you're 15 minutes into this episode, you clearly know where to find us. But if you don't, somehow you've made you it to this point. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Piper. Yeah. Where at? At World Forge Pod uh, on Twitter. You can also email us uh, worldforgepod at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd we, really yeah. appreciate it if you might uh, <laughs> leave a review. If you enjoyed this rambling and this madness, and you also like some of our more coherent episodes, yeah. uh, let people know. You know, leave a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever. You listen to your podcast streaming service. I don't know, I don't know how this works anymore. We and start doing these at the top of the episode. If you're 50 <laughs> minutes in and you don't know this, then I, I don't know what we can do for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Share it with your friends. Send it to your granny. Uh, we love you all very much. Please do. Yes. Yes. Sharing the podcast with a friend is the best way to support the show. Absolutely for free. The next best way is leaving us a five-star review. It, it fills us with joy and delight mm -hmm. and helps get the podcast in front of new listeners and we just really really appreciate it so much so consider doing that and yeah. uh if you have any ideas for new topics or for or uh, stories that you want us to help yeah. tell or anything like that please if you wanna, send them our way yeah dare us to cosplay something oh god yeah send that our way <laughs> and i warn you i will only say yes if it's something i'm into yes <laughs> But if you have any ideas, you know, if you say, hey, remember that episode where you talked about the uh, weird baker who's haunted by the ghost of a nasty muffin? What, you mean episode one? Yes. <laughs> the first uh, episode? If you want us to cosplay that, let us know and we'll do our best to- Dude, uh, fans, find, find listeners, I'll tell you what. Yeah. If you come at me and you're like, Piper, do the Star Trek character, <laughs> I will cosplay it. If you come at Sam and say, Sam, do this Lord of the Rings character, he will cosplay it. That's the secret. So absolutely. So we want to hear from you. Please reach out to us. Let us know if there are, if there is fan fiction or fan out or fan mail that you want to send our way. If you have ideas for characters for us to cosplay, if you have ideas for stories for us to help tell, we really, really would love to hear about it. So um, that's I think about all we have for this week. We will do our best to live up to your mighty expectations uh for us but right now we're gonna go take a, a long nap I think. <laughs> I, i'm exhausted this episode has got to be done <laughs> uh next time you hear from us we will have some wild stories yes, to tell i'm sure the we first will. convention since covid yes and it's gonna be whack thank i tell you, you what thank you thank you so much listeners for tuning in for another week of this podcast uh we'll we'll be back again very soon we love you all and goodbye and goodbye goodbye